0: Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, tafsir,
1: seerah, and much more.
0: Altakum Minkum Ummatu
1: Idruna Il Khairi Waya Moonabila Him in a Bismillahi Rahman Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, he was sala to a salam while I see the Nam Mohammed, Alihi was Habehi was tasliman Taslim Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh dear brothers and sisters fil-Islam and iman A very warm welcome to this week's mm-hmm. Online Friday Circle in the first week of the blessed month of Ramadan. The circle is organized by members of Izb Tahrir. and for those of you who are unaware we are an Islamic political party working to resume the Deen of Allah in the Muslim lands. Before we begin tonight's discussion can I remind everyone to share the link to the circle to as many of your friends family and contacts as possible. It is the perfect time to benefit and gain your agile from watching and listening and then acting upon the advice given from the circle and also what more than multiplying this reward by sharing with your close contacts and kin inshaAllah. Jazakallah khair. May I also introduce our speaker today who is brother Bilal who is a member of the party and he is an experienced Speaker and activist, and has been involved in the dawah for many a decade, mashallah. Uh, how are you, bro? How, how's things? How's Ramadan treating you?
0: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. How are you, brother Saleh?
1: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, all good. Today's circle is the first of our Ramadan series topics, and it's titled The Meaning of Tawheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his Kalam, Bada was belahim in a shaitan regime, Bismillahir Rahman Rahim. Ul in Nama and mislukum, Yuha ila ilaia and ilahukum ilahu waahit. Feman can a Yarujuli or arab be he فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا In translation, say, O Prophet, I'm only a man like you, but it has been revealed to me that your Creator is only one Creator. So whoever hopes for for meeting with their Lord, let them do good deeds and associate none in worship. Of their Lord, other than Him. This ayat, like many others in Allah's noble Quran, from Surah Al-Kaf, which many of you, I am sure, are familiar with, if you recite on Fridays, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala informs us that is there is no deity or Ilah like Him, Subhanahu wa Taala. As we as Muslims carry this idea, and it was carried by the Muslims before us. Such ideas, brothers and sisters shook the Croatian society and then the world. These ideas changed the world for many centuries like no other ideas ever have. But we need to ask ourselves the questions, do we have the correct understanding of of these ideas? And what allows them to be so powerful in a way that they change the world? Without further delay, I leave it to my brother to elaborate. Jazakallah khair. (laughs)
0: الله بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين. الصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. خاتم النبيين، إمام المسلمين. الله my brothers sisters who have joined us online. For this Ramadan series, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala count this gathering heavy on the scales of Your al And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our sins or our mistakes. May Allah allow us to take the benefit from this month of Ramadan, to gain the maghfirah, and to come out of this month closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and clear on our mission and our maqsid in life. I want to set the scene before I go into the crux of this talk. And before talking about how this is the month of Qur'an. Shahra Ramadan Allah fihi al Quran. That this is the month, the month of Ramadan in which was revealed the Qur'an. This Quran came as a huda as a detailed explanation and a Furqan, a criterion. So keep this in mind, and I want want you to keep thinking throughout this talk about guidance, about Huda, about Furqan, a criterion. How do we judge what is right and what is wrong, as human beings, as believers? And hopefully this will all make sense during this talk, inshallah. I want to take you back to a time prior to the revelation. This is before the first ayat came down in the cave of Hira. And you had a society, you had an environment in Makkah, where a daughter, a girl would be buried alive. What was her crime? She was a female. She was of the wrong gender. For what crime was she killed? Allah mentions this in the Quran. This was the norm of that time. This was the darkness of that time. This was the dhulumat of that time. These were the social practices. This was the social system prior to the revelation coming down to rasulullah they used to cheat with the scales economic exploitation the strong they would eat the weak woe to those those defrauders economic exploitation was apparent and involved in that society Again, they worshipped idols, uzza, laat, na'udhu billah, saying these are the daughters of Allah. Crazy, crazy idea. Worshipping rocks and stones, these inanimate things that can do nothing for you. And we know of the famous incident with Hazrat Umar where in one moment he was crying and he was laughing. And I was asked, why is it that you cry and why is it that you laugh? And Umar radiyallahu said, I remember the time that I made my idol out of dates. These dates that we have for iftar, I made my idol out of these dates. And I worshipped this the idol made out of dates. And I felt hungry. And so I ate this idol. What a crazy idea. But this was the belief system in the Amakkan society. So burying the daughters alive, cheating in the markets, the economic system, the social system. And then above this, you had what was called the mala. Allah mentions this word again and again in the Quran. And you had the likes of Abu Lahab, Abu Jahl, Umayyah bin Khalaf, this was the society this was the dhulam. this was the darkness and this is how they organized themselves so you had systems you had solutions that the quraish they had developed from their own minds and then you had leaders who looked over that society who administered that society according to what the society had agreed upon So they agreed upon burying your daughters alive. There was cheating in the markets, tribal warfare, racism. And when we talk about racism of that time, because of the color of your skin, you were discriminated against. This was the dhulam of that time. This was the darkness of that time. And it's important for us to understand before we talk about guidance, what is misguidance? Talk about jahiliyyah. Talk about dhulam. Talk about oppression. So then we will appreciate the biggest ne'ma that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, which is hidayah, which is this huda, which is this furqan. This is the society that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was sent to. And we know Jafar ibn Abi Talib, when he went and he addressed the nagus, He mentioned many of these points, that these were dark days, dark times. This was a dark place. It was Lulumat. Now, if we flip the script and look at our society today, and we look at all women, all girls being buried alive, we had the Sarah Everett case. And you have a society that has devalued the woman, a mother, a sister, a daughter, to an object, to be objectified, to be viewed like a piece of meat. For what crime? For what crime have these women that have been treated with this kind of disrespect and dishonoring? I mean, when we look at the reports that are coming out, about the rape statistics, sexual harassment. What was the crime of these women? What has buried them? What system, what values, what ideas has devalued and degraded the women in the 21st century? We have economic exploitation, the cheating of the scales today. We have a system that said that people would see some kind of trickle down. They would see some kind of resources coming down to them and what do we find? We see the economic exploitation. We see a 1% and we see the masses barely surviving. We see poverty throughout the world. Just like the dhulumat that we saw at the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Racism. Just because of the colour of your skin, you can be shot dead. An officer can put a a knee on your neck and you can be killed in the street and nobody will butt an eyelid. And we start to see the statistics coming out about the way people are treated just because of the colour of their skin. The tribal society that we had in the past and the tribal divisions, you see the tribes of today, nation states, warring with each other, dividing. And competing at the expense of the average person. The similarities are there. The dulumat was then, and we see the dulumat of today. And today, you have the Abu Jahals of today, the Abu Lahabs of today, the Walid ibn Mugayras of today. You have people who have taken it upon themselves to become lords or ilahs. Have you seen the one who has made his desires his Ilah, made his desires his God? And we see at the time of Rasulullah, the Quraysh and the Mala, they made and they developed a system and society and solutions from their own minds and from their own desires. And we saw the results at the time of Rasulullah. And today, we we see a system. That human beings have developed. That have made their ilah, their desires and their own feeble minds. And let's look at the results today. Let's look at the results of a man-made system. Let's look at the fruits that we can see all around us today. So the Qur'an and this guidance and this furqan and this Huda was needed then. And that Qur'an and that Huda and that furqan is needed today. شهر انزل فيه القرآن Ramadan, Allah the Unzila Fihil Quran. This was the biggest blessing that came down upon humanity. The day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set down this huda, this Quran, and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given the mission. Given the mission. Alif Islam Ra, Kitabun Anzalnahu ilayka. لِتُخْرِجَ الْنَاسِ مِنَ إِلَى صلى was given this kitab أنزلناه إليك this kitab was given, was sent down to Rasulullah why? to take mankind out of the darknesses all out of the darknesses of that time and out of the darknesses of today to what? Ilan Noor. Ilan Noor, the nur, the Light, and Islam. It is He, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, who sent His Messenger with the Huda and the Deen al Haq. Why? The Yudhira Waladinikullihi, So that it may dominate, so that it may become victorious. Because if the Deen of Allah is not dominant and not victorious, then look how insan he lives. Look at the life of human beings. Look at the societies. Look at look at the realities. We need the Deen of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to dominate upon this earth, because this is justice. Because only Allah is worthy of worship. ka na'budu wa iyaka nastain. You alone we worship and you alone we turn to help. So my dear brothers and sisters, this blessing, this Huda, this Quran, this Furqan that Allah gave us was to take mankind out of the darknesses and into the light. So it's important that we understand Jahaliyah in order for us to appreciate the blessing of guidance that we have and also the mission the responsibility we have of removing this jahil system these jahil solutions and values and to challenge the Mala of today who put themselves forward as gods now today we are going to talk about tawhid this understanding that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala هُوَ اللَّهُ ahad. Say He is Allah, the One. Only Allah is worthy of worship. Iya ka nabudu wa nastain. You alone we worship, and you alone we turn to. How we recite this every single day now, Salah. So it's important we understand what does this word ilah mean. What does this word rab mean? And what does that mean for us as believers? And we live in a time where unfortunately these kind of words or ideas or Aqidah akid, concepts have either been diluted or manipulated or people try to fit them into a secular framework or a secular taste. And they may be putting themselves forward as the callers of Tawheed but this is not the Tawheed of what the Prophets bought. This is not the tawheed of Rasulullah ﷺ, And that's what we will explore in the next few minutes. Nuh alayhi salam. he was commanded to go to his people. And he said to his people, Ya fawm i'budullah, ma lakum min ilahin ghayruh. O my people, worship Allah. You have no other ilah except him. This is the message of Nuh alayhi salam La ilaha illallah. Saleh alayhi salam went to the Thamud. Ya quo ma lakum min ilahin gayrub. O my people, worship Allah. There is no ilah other than Allah. Shuwayd alayhi salam, he went to his people. Ya quo ma lakum min ilahin gayrub. O my people. Worship Allah, do the ibadah of Allah, there is no ilah, there is no ilah other than Allah. This was the da'wah, this was the work of the prophets, this was the message. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. This is the meaning of tawhid. that you go and you explain to people that there is no ilah other than Allah. Other than Allah. And a response to the prophets every single time. Who were the first people to come against them? Who were the first people to speak out? And it was their mala. These people who were the first to respond to the prophets and their message. And their call to Tawheed. That Allah is the only Allah. And Allah is the only one worthy of worship. And this word, Mala, and this entity and these people, we need to understand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Mala'u min The Mala, the most eminent, the government, the establishment, the people who supported Fora'an, providing him support as a ruler, his propaganda machine. Those who gave him material strength, those who would advise him, those who would carry out his policies, these were all the mala, these were the advisors. So what you must understand, that Musa salam, when he was going with this da'a of la ilaha illallah, he was not just speaking out and challenging for own and individual. This was an establishment, a group of people those supporters, so you see that it was Musa a.s. going forward with this Dawah of Islam against the government of his time and this is the same with Prophet Saleh. this is the same with Prophet Hud, every single Prophet the Mala would respond and this is very important for us to understand because we live in a time where we sort of Formulate our understanding of a Dao in a very individualistic way. What you must understand is that the mother, at the time of the Prophets, they were rulers, governments, establishments. They had a media support structure. They had a security force. They had people that supported them. So it wasn't just the Prophets going against individuals. They were going against governments of that time. They were going against establishments of their time and they had a whole support structure. And this is explained here. So the mala, these people in the government, the support structure of Fa'aun, they said to Fa'aun, indeed, this is a learned magician. This was the narrative that they tried to build against Musa alayhislam. As we see the narrative today against the Da'a. Of those who are following in the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu and the prophets of the past, they are trying to create narratives all the time to put people away or turn people away from the true dawah of Tawhid, the true dawah of the prophets, the true, true dawah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is very important for anybody to understand the Seerah of Rasulullah Sallallahu to understand these ayat, and to understand the struggle. This was a struggle of the prophets against a ruler and his support structure and his those people his his media outlets at that time and also those security services. Very important was uh, for us to understand this wasn't this individual kind of um, da to just individuals, but the zulumat. This that we talk about, this darkness that we talk about, it comes in the form of governments of establishments, of systems, of laws. And this is something that we as believers, when we actually read the Seerah, when we study the Deen and the Quran, we shouldn't have these blinkers on, these secular blinkers. Then, unfortunately, when we engage with the Seerah, when we engage with the Quran, we will, we will not see for what it is, we will not see for what it is, we will not see the oppression for what it is, which is, it was rulers It was establishment, it was laws, it was systems. And this is what the Prophets went forward to. And this is what they challenged. So they said that there is no ilah other than Allah. Now, it's important for us to understand this kalima. To understand La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. This is the essence of Tawheed. This is the essence of Tawheed. And these words, the shahada, the testification, we need to understand what they mean. But the first thing we need to understand is the first part of this shahada, of this kalima, there is the alarm of negation, this alarm of nafiyah that you negate, that you reject, and this is something we miss sometimes. That this alarm, it says that we reject, we negate all beliefs, all ideas, all systems, all ideologies, all ways of life, any law. Any ideology, any system, capitalism, communism, IMF, World Bank, any idea, any system, we reject it as an ilah, as something to be served, as something to be obeyed, as something to be followed. We reject all of this. La ilaha illallah. So this lama negation, we negate anything and everything from laws, from systems, from individuals, from people. We reject all of this as an ilah, as something to be served, as something to be followed, as something to be obeyed. The only one to be followed and obeyed and listened to and served is Allah. This is our kalima. This was the Dawah of the Prophets. This was their call, reject everything and anything, from ideas to laws, to systems and only accept Allah as your sovereign, Allah as your lawmaker, Allah as ilah, Allah as your Rabb. This is the essence of our raqidah and the understanding of this idea of ilah. Now I want to give you a comparison. Oh, before I do that, let me just give you a few statements from I mean, Ibn Taymiyyah. Commented in his Fatawa, and he talked about Ilah. He said, Ilah is that which is worshipped or obeyed, and the Ilah is the one who deserves to be worshipped. So that was his definition of Ilah. In Lisan al Arab, he defines Ilah as any object that is taken as an object of servitude or obedience. Any object that is taken as servitude or obedience. And we know we are Ibad, we are slaves of Allah. So it's important for us to understand, and sometimes we use this word worship, it doesn't really capture this understanding of Ila. So Ila is about slavery, it's about servitude. Is about obedience. So this is how Allah has been defined. So we know your desires can be your Allah. Your mind can be your Allah. We know at the time that of the Quraysh they worshipped idols. They were the ilah. So this word ilah is about servitude, is, is about obedience, and is about what should be followed and worshipped. Okay, I was going to give you a comparison. At the time of Rasulullah, وسلم, there was a man by the name of Qus ibn Sa'ida. So think about the Prophet وسلم, and the Sahaba Jumain. When they went out and they challenged the economic system of that time, wailul mutaffifin, and they challenged the social system of that time. For what reason were those, those females, for, for what reason were they killed? When they challenged the rulers of that time, Perish the hands of Abu You can see Rasulullah is actually challenging every idea, law, system, and even the rulers at that time. This you can see in the Dawah of Rasulullah Now I want you to understand this comparison, very important. Qus ibn Sa'idah, what you had at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam were, uh, were a certain people who were called the Hunafah. And they believed in one God. And Ibn Kathir in his Bidayat al-Nahaya, uh, he mentions this incident with this man Qus ibn Sa'idah. Now, there used to be a fair in Okaz and people used to come there, and this man... Qus Ibn Sayyid, that he would do a public speech. This is a speech now he did before the revelation came to Rasulullah And he would say, people come listen, learn and take a lesson. Whoever lives, dies. Whoever dies, perishes. And whatever is bound to happen, happens. Rain falls, grass grows, and children are born to take over the place of their parents. He was somebody who would talk to, who would talk about one God. He would talk about the Judgment Day. He even talked about the coming of Rasulullah You know what was amazing? While he was doing this speech in the Uqaz Fair, who was in that gathering? Who was listening to his words? He didn't even know. That the Prophet that he is talking about is in the gathering that he is addressing. SubhanAllah. The Rasul was listening to Qus ibn Sa'idah talking about one God, talking about Judgment Day. He mentioned Ad and Thamud and he mentioned the coming of a Prophet. What he didn't realize was the Prophet that he was mentioning and talking about was listening to his public speech. Qus ibn Sa'idah, Waraka ibn Wawfu. These were people that talked about one God. And the reason I mention this why was Qus ibn Sa'idah? Why was there no propaganda against him? Why was he not tortured? Why were his companions not tortured? Why wasn't he dragged through the streets? Why didn't the Quraysh come together to say we are going to kill Qus ibn Sa'idah? You need to think about this because Qus ibn Sa'idah he was just calling to a creator. He was talking about judgment day. but the Quraysh did not see him as a challenge. He was just seen as a preacher. A preacher But when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in the same place and he discusses with the Quraysh and he says to them qul la ilaha illallah tuflihun qul la ilaha illallah tuflihun qul la ilaha illallah tuflihun why is it the Quraysh? they turned against rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they they turned against this message of la ilaha illallah tuflihun you will be successful the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this to the Quraysh and they responded with propaganda. And they responded with torture. And they responded with aiming to assassinate Rasulullah. Why? What is the difference between Qus' ibn Sa'idah and Rasulullah and the message of Rasulullah? The Quraysh, they understood that when the Prophet وسلم, said, La ilaha, there is no ilaha, this lam of negation, there is no more jahl there's no more abu Lahab. there's no more tribe your economic system your ruling system your uzza and reject all of this and we only accept allah the courage they knew the system that they benefit benefited from this economic exploitation this bearing the daughters of life all of this system that the Mullah had set up and they benefited from they realized that the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's message was a comprehensive tawheed which wanted the uproot of the system of Jahaliya of the rulers of Jahaliya of the values of Jahaliya and this was the radical message of this Kalima of La Ilaha Illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. and Qus Ibn Sa'idah he was just talking about believing in the Creator and that you will die and that's it Yes La Ilaha Illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, it captures that. Yes, we believe in the Creator. Yes, we believe in the Maker. Yes, we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Malik, Al-Halik. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Hakim. He is the one who makes law. In Al-Hukmu, Allah, the Quraysh, they realized that this Kalima was different. And like today, you may have brothers that talk about Tawhid in this diluted way. Where they say we are just talking about one Allah. But I ask you the question Do we just serve Allah for one month in this month of Ramadan? Do we just serve Allah? Are we just obedient and slaves of Allah for salah? Are we just the slaves of Allah and obedient to Allah and serve Allah for zakah and hajj? Are we the ones who say, Oh Allah, you are our halib? You are our Malik. You are the Ilah. You are the Rabb. But you can have no say in my life when it comes to my economics. When it comes to my politics. When it comes to my social system. The slave is telling Allah. The slave is telling Rob. The abd is telling the Rabb. You can have no say in my life. Is this our servitude? Is this our Kalima? Are we people that have diluted our worship into these individual actions forgetting the muamalat forgetting allah's given us a complete deen, a social system an economic system a ruling system allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a complete system this is what it means to make allah your ilah that everything that you do from your prayer to your politics from your economics your social affairs they have to be as a servitude to allah you need to respond to this as a slave of allah and to find out what is the hukum of allah why you have no choice in this this is the meaning of tawheed this is the meaning of rob that you are a slave allah owns you he is your love he tells you what to do when to do it how to do it what law to live by what law to implement what system to have you have no choice because you said la ilaha illallah muhammad Rasulullah," which is a comprehensive contract with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our malik and our halik so my dear brothers and sisters in islam it should be clear That we should not have this diluted, secularized understanding of Tawheed. Allah is Ilah. And we reject every other idea, system, law. Whether it's capitalism, whether it's communism. Whether it's democracy. These are the gods of today. There's no Hubal, there's no Uzzah. And Allah, the biggest shirk of today. That's done on a global scale. Is where you detach Allah from your life. You detach Allah from your economics. You detach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from your social affairs, from your ruling, from your politics. This is the shirk of today that you separate and say Allah can have a say in my life, my individual affairs, and in the masjid. But when it comes to society, when it comes to economics, when it comes to my social affairs, Allah can have no say. Anybody who is serious about shirk and toheed, they will recognize the big shirk of today as where you have a secular system ruling over the whole of mankind. Now anybody who's serious about following in the footsteps of the Prophets Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will work to bring back the nizam of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala on this earth. This is the jahiliyyah of today that you see around you. The system of capitalism ruling over people, creating misery, Destroying the lives of women and girls, the economic exploitation that you see, depression that you see, the dualism that you see. This is what the people of La Ilaha Illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. This is what they need to be working against today. This is the shit that they need to be removing that exists on a global scale. And to end, my dear brothers and sisters, the Sahaba Ajma'in. Prior to this revelation, they were like me and you, living normal lives. They had goals, they had aspirations, they had families, they had kids. And we know this whole challenge that we face because we do not live under the nizam of Islam, of trying to maintain our aqidah of Islam and our connection to Islam as best as we can while we live without the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this earth. The Sahaba ajmain they were living normal lives. And that message, that Qur'an, came down. Rasul sallam he interacted with them. And he bought this kitab that is revealed, this Qur'an, a nas, and they embraced this message and this struggle with Rasul ﷺ. And they prioritized their life. And put in at the center stage. They're working against the jahil, kufr, oppressive system of their time. And to bring back the nizam and the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they walked with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And they became the best generation. May Allah be pleased with them. And me and you, yes, we may be living normal lives. And yes, we have kids, we have family, we have work, we have jobs. But look around you, my dear brothers and sisters. Are we not the ummah of Rasulullah ﷺ? Are we not the ummah who are shuhadal in nas, who are the witnesses to mankind? Are we not the ummah that Allah blessed with this huda and this Quran and this furqan? Is it not the case that the whole world is in need of this nizam, this system, these laws, these solutions, this furqan, this huda? This is the opportunity this is the opportunity that each one of us has to walk in the footsteps of the sahaba jama'een to be like that best generation to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah, to once again bring on this bring in this dunya on this dunya this concept of Ilah, this concept of rabb at every single level from a societal level economic level social level and in your individual life and for it to be a mercy for our families and for it to be a beacon for the whole of mankind if i've made any mistakes on my, my own i pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala any goodness that's come from this is from allah and i pray allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows me to understand and to manifest what we've discussed today to live by this to die by this and inshallah i make the same dua for you
1: Jazakallah khair for enlightening us with this thought-provoking discussion over there. Inshallah, um, we haven't got much time, to be honest, um, but just under 10 minutes. MashaAllah, your talk uh, was mesmerizing, and and to be honest, uh, it was difficult to interrupt you. Um, Inshallah, um, can I just ask... um, uh, yeah, the people uh, to keep your questions and comments uh, as short as possible, and to keep the topic keep to the topic. khair, let's take some uh, questions. First question I think you touched up on it um, from uh, Brother Fiyah Sharif. Um, he says khair for the talk in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There were already those who believed in one God uh, and caused no ripples in Makkah. I think you were talk. you touched up on it with the um, with. The uh, with and Insider, I think you, you were talking about. And uh, he says, however, when the Prophet came with the message of La ilaha illallah, they sent shockwaves in the society and was met with great hostility. Please explain the difference. Um, what I would actually add to that, to be honest, because I think you have covered uh, most of it, but what I would actually say is that what is the difference uh, in terms of how we should follow in the footsteps of Prophet and you know, those who are calling, are saying that they're calling for Tawheed. Uh, uh, but in terms of, you know, like, how do we follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah or that would cause similar shockwaves um, in the future or, or right now, inshaAllah.
0: Okay. JazakAllah um, for your question. Um, I mean, what's important here is our understanding of Islam. Uh, islam is an aqidah and from this aqidah there are many solutions allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the deen not only li- religion and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also given us a nizam which is the hilafa that brings this quran to life brings this understanding of ilah to life in every aspect of our living as a society and as an ummah, and this understanding of rabb so ultimately, when we're interacting with brothers who are saying that we need to call to one God, and what you find, a lot of people, they miss these aspects of the understanding of Allah, that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la needs to be worshipped. We need to be slaves of Allah in economics, in politics, in ruling. This is how you become a complete slave of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. Imagine this. Now, what kind of servitude is this that, yes, you pray five times a day, yes, you fast, Yes, you, you uh, make hajj, you give your zakah, you've done your testimony, which you haven't really understood. But when it comes to the systems around you, when it comes to the economics around you, who are they bound down to? Who have they made their ilah? And really, as Muslims, how can we imagine if everybody, all the sahaba prayed only to Allah in Makkah? But those girls are still being buried alive. That social system still exists. Uzzah and Laat are still being worshipped. of Mutafifi is still happening. So what's important is we have a true understanding of Tawheed. and what you've got to understand, this manipulation of these ideas or dilution of these ideas, not by chance. Because the mala of today, the governments of today, the establishments of today and their supporters which are the Muslim rulers they want to keep this system that we see today this secular system this capitalist system because why this is how they exploit like the Quraysh and this is how they benefit when we come forward today and say that we want the system of Allah the hukum of Allah we want the Hilaf Allah min these words It terrifies the Malaf today. This is why they've got the propaganda against anybody who understands Islam as a mabda, as a way of life, as an ideology, as a solution for every single problem that we face. This is the slavery that the prophets bought. This was the message. Now the Malaf today, you should expect them to come against you. You should expect propaganda. You should expect, I mean, look what's happening in Pakistan. Look what's happened in Pakistan. You've got our Muslim brothers who have said that this dog from France who cursed Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who put these cartoons on government buildings against Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and our Muslim governments who have trade with them in their millions and the Muslims came forward and said this ambassador needs to be kicked out. And what did the supporters of the mala of today? What did they do? They showed their true colours. They showed where they stand. That they stand with those people that mock Rasulullah. And they banned Muslims who were just calling and speaking and asking for. The removal of an ambassador who cursed Rasulullah. My dear brother, we know they banned his buttaid for the same reasons that they were calling to Allah for the Nizam of Allah in Pakistan. Words for these words, when they know that the Ummah is determined to make these words into a reality, to build a system based on Quran, Huda and Furqan, this strikes fear into the hearts of these tyrants of the Mala of today and alhamdulillah our responsibility is to understand these ideas understand our iqeedah, understand our deen and our mission and to support that work support those movements and those brothers that want to truly walk in the footsteps of Rasulullah and in the footsteps of the Prophets and to truly bring about the real understanding of Tawheed where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only worshipped Not only Allah's worship, sorry, in the masjid, in society, in our economics, in our ruling structure. This is the work. And Hizb ut Tahrir, we as brothers from Hizb ut Tahrir, we call you to join in the work of the prophets, to join in the work of supporters, in walking in the footsteps of Rasulullah. Zakala Khair. Okay,
1: uh, we have a question from Fiaz Khan. how do we connect uh, the powerful message you delivered uh, with the struggle of the ummah today? Also, as the deen doesn't exist in our collective lives, how do we ensure Muslims living in the West realise that access to the masjid and fasting etc. is not deen, but a religion based on secularised understanding of tawhid? We are living under the shirk of secularism and liberalism. Why do some Muslims feel so connected to the life under this system? How do we connect the ummah to the intellectual and political struggles to bring the deen back via Khilafah in places like Bangladesh, Pakistan, Turkey, etc.?
0: Okay. and Yes, I mean, I think the brother's uh, assessment is, is right. Unfortunately, many Muslims, unfortunately, see Islam uh, a bit like Qus ibn Sa'idah. You know, it's just a naqeedah, in the sense it just talks about our um, recognition of Allah that we're going to die, we're going to meet Allah. Yes, it covers all those aspects, but who do we worship, who do we serve when it comes to economics? Who do we make our ilah when it comes to economics? Islam has a complete economic system. Who do we make our ilah when it comes to our social system? Islam has a complete social system. Who do we make... Our Allah when it comes to politics, Islam is a complete political system. This Hilafah system is what Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Bani Israel Tasusahum That the Bani Israel, that siyasa was done by the Prophets. But there will be no more Prophet after Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but there will be Khulafa. So this Hilafah is the legacy of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is what Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi left behind for this Ummah to rule by and live by. So I would say, those Muslims who are praying and who are going to the masjid, who are reading the Qur'an, who are fasting in this Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, But this is not your deen. If this was your deen, you can drip out and keep those four or five pages of the Qur'an. Look at the Qur'an, look at the subjects that it covers, from economics to war to jihad to ruling. This is all mentioned in the Quran, so we as believers, we need to embrace that. Now, how we connect our struggle, and this is a very important point, that we, as Muslims, need to understand the struggle of Rasulullah in his comprehensive way. Prophet was not into a missionary Dawah, just calling individuals. You will never change society like that. You will never remove Jahiliyyah like that. Jahiliyyah, the system that exists, those fruits that you saw in the Quraysh society, Meccan society was because of a system and because of ideas, thoughts. And what we see today, and the reality we see of the capitalism today is as a result of a system and solutions and values. So we as Ummah need to understand, we need to uproot this Kufr system in, the, in places like Pakistan. We need to show the Ummah this Islam is a way of life. It's a deen. This is the true slavery to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a true understanding of Tawheed. That politics is part of Islam. Politics is part of your worship. Politics is part of your servitude. And that we have our own system, a divine system. Why do you want to have this feeble man-made system? And we can see the results of it. This has come from the feeble minds of men. They made themselves illah. Why would you want that system over the system of Allah? And finally, I would say you need to understand how Hizb is one of those groups that is working on the method of Rasulullah sal-a-salam. There's a global party that exists in Pakistan, in Bangladesh and how we can support a movement like Hizb to re-establish the Khilafah in the Muslim lands and inshallah we establish once again a society based on this Qur'an, this Qudah, this Furqan. So the Western world, they will see this beacon. They will make the judgment themselves. They will see the darkness that they are living in and the oppression that they are living in and the spiritual vacuum that they have and the depression that they are living with. And they will look at their family structures and when they look over there and that shining light coming from the Muslim world, this Qur'an living in life, implemented was ruling by it, they will come running to us. They will come running to us. So this is our mission this is our connectivity today. this is not about stories of the prophets and they're just stories, they're lessons, they're examples for the ummah of Rasulullah. You. you must work for the Khilafah You must establish the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You must understand that Islam is a complete deen, is a complete way of life and they expect from you
1: complete slavery. Um, I'm aware that um, it's, there's a few minutes left for iftari, so we will um, end the circle. Um, I do apologize to the brothers who have actually um, sent more questions further down. Um, inshallah, um, First uh, to the speaker uh, for um, giving his talk and uh, giving your time uh, to answer questions. Uh, also Jazakallah to the audience for uh, attending uh, the online circle. May I just remind you that the circle will continue next week at the current scheduled time of 7pm, uh, obviously to accommodate iftari. Um, and please uh, keep this time on your diaries and your phone calendars and remember to inform Share uh, to close family and contacts uh, about the circle. Uh, Jazakallah khair. We will end with the trailer we started at the beginning. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Thank you for listening
1: to this podcast podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance.